Women Living in Thailand podcast. Education, information, opinions, and personalities of the fierce females living it up in Thailand. Join our hosts, Caitlin Lee and Jessica Teal, for another session starting now. I was getting down to that music. I know, every time. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Hello, Jessica Teal. How are you? I'm good. I'm joining you from a chilly early slash late morning in California. I just arrived in Los Angeles, so it feels good to be back. This is like not women living in Thailand anymore. This is like, where's Jess Oops. this week? <laughs> I know, I know. Where in the world is Jessica Teal? Exactly. <laughs> Oh, that has aged us. That reference aged you right there. <laughs> yeah, it did. But hey, I love, I love that. That's that's. Uh, I can get down with some Carmen Carmen San Diego. Seriously, seriously. All well, right. Well, what is our topic today? I believe you are taking over this one for sure. Well, it is a topic that is dear to my heart for sure. So we're going to be talking about sustainable fashion. Um, I'm I'm truly missing having my swaps and uh, being in the in the fashion scene in, in Thailand. And I'm really excited to be reconnecting with someone who I've met before um, in that in that space. So why don't we bring her in? This is Aparna yes. and she is a sustainable fashion uh, guru, expert. She knows a lot about a lot of things. So we're really excited to have her. Hi, Aparna. Hi, Jessica. And hi, Catherine. can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, we can hear you. How, how are you today? I'm good. Yeah, I'm excited to do this. I didn't know she's in uh, California. I, think I, I remember you left like six months ago. Yeah, I left in October and I've been oh, okay. all, all over. <laughs> so I just got back to Los Angeles tonight. So. Oh, okay. All over America, you mean? Yeah, and Mexico also. Yeah. So oh, I, was, I was in Oregon visiting my brother and I just took a 30 hour train ride down from Oregon to nice. LA. So yeah, it's been. And how is the slow fashion scene there? I think in California, it's, it's, is it better than Bangkok? I mean, it is better in the sense that there's more thrift shopping and second hand shopping. Yes, for sure. Um, but uh, as far as swapping and all of that, there are other events that are happening and I still have yet to explore more about what's going on with that so but enough okay. about me tell us all about <laughs> you <laughs> so <laughs> so Aparna first question uh today is how did you get into the sustainable fashion space and you can tell us a little bit about who you are also okay so from uh, I think a very young age even I remember when I was eight years I love fashion I love dressing up you know now I just hate kind of even using the term fashion I would just like to say styling so and then uh even like when I was 18 years, I remember making my own clothes, you know, or for the school dance or, or was that 13 years, I don't know. So I was always, uh, and I just loved visiting all these factories. I mean, that time I wasn't really aware of what is slow fashion and, you know, fast fashion hadn't even come into India. But I loved playing playing with fabrics and going to weavers and watching weaves. Uh, but honestly, when fast fashion came into India, I must have been in my late 20s, I'm not sure. It was like, I mean, I was, I wouldn't say I was excited, but I was like, okay, this maybe it maybe it's a good thing, and it's going to democratize fashion, and everybody can go uh, buy stuff. But I think this whole thing and this conversation on slow fashion probably started in 2014, Rana Plaza. I'm not sure of the year, and I think uh, 
I was never somebody who was really hauling in fast fashion, but you know, living in Bangkok, you do go a lot to like these markets. So you see a lot, and you know, I, I would be definitely I'm a different person. There was definitely buying a lot. If I like something, I would just buy it without really thinking. Yeah. And but after I think there was confusing after Rana Plaza. Really, what like I think we had the discussion too, right? Is it okay to support these local markets? So, but you know, all everything is kind of getting linked to mass producing. <laughs> Fast yeah. fashion, right? Initially, it was just I, I I decided not to shop at the big fast fashion, you know, uh, brands. But slowly, I think it was 2020 before the pandemic, uh, early 2020. I mean, starting started January 2020, and I just decided let me just do a one year complete detox. I mean, uh, I mean, I didn't really think okay, I I didn't tell myself I could swap. Obviously, if there were things like borrowing, swapping, or anything, would have been okay. But anyway, we ended up in lockdown. <laughs> So I think part of the detox was easy, but it taught me a lot. Like that whole one year, really made me understand. For somebody like me, who, as I said, I wasn't somebody who was crazy hauling some sixty outfits a year or something like that in sixty a month. I heard, so I don't even know what category. Yeah, but I was definitely a different person and shopping a lot more without thinking. So I think that year, what it really taught me was I don't need to buy something new to be stylish and. Really pushed my creativity in terms of restyling and organizing my wardrobe, and somewhat upcycling and learning to mend and all things. You know, just just to really focus on circular fashion and to keep or uh, try and focus on just wearing things what exist. So, and I I, I told my cousin in India what are we throwing <laughs> during when I come. So every year now for the past two years I um I go to India I take her clothes and taking my mum's sarees which I was doing earlier. But earlier I was upcycling it and wearing it, uh, making it into something else. But right now I just wear it as sarees, you know, with any t-shirts or whatever I feel like. Uh, I think what I really learned is style is personal, and do whatever you want, and just stop believing in trends and colors and whatever nonsense fast fashion tells you that yellow is out and orange is in. I don't really that's, care. <laughs> that's so important. That's so important because I think people need to realize: look where we are right now. The '90s are back. Literally, mm-hmm. what is in trend is what I wore during high yep. school, and I'm sitting there going, "I could have just kept most of my stuff." Quite yeah, honest. that's, that's <laughs> right. Exactly, exactly. How many new clothes? Get, I mean, really, it's just. Uh, and, and today, because the, I think this, when you try to wear from you know from vintage stores or thrift stores, your mom's wardrobe, you end up looking far more stylish because everything else is kind of looking the same. I think. Yeah. So slow yeah. fashion is the only trend which should be followed. <laughs> yes, exactly. Wear whatever you want. Trend. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Also, yeah. <laughs> but if, if, if you think about it, secondhand vintage things that are from the '70s to '90s to early 2000s—they've lasted that long. Therefore, yep. mm-hmm. you should probably keep them around. I'm a noob at all this, so I'm just going to state the obvious for people who. Might order from Shein a little too much, or from H and M, and and kind of realize that maybe maybe we need to stop. Yeah, <laughs> maybe well, not the best idea. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, Aparna, what you said before about um, you know, you were when when fast fashion came to India, and you were like, well, maybe this could be a good thing. I think so many people thought that, right? Like, oh, it's cheaper, it's accessible, so therefore, it must I mean, be even H and M said that, like. Yeah, I don't know. I would like to believe that maybe when they started, they thought they were doing jobs to the global south and they were helping people. I would honestly want to believe that maybe, and things went wrong. 
Mm-hmm. But when things went wrong, they didn't really correct it, right? So that's pretty obvious, and that uh, that is the sad part because when things started going wrong, they really started. And after Rana Plaza, we still don't see regulations in fashion. I mean, as of 2022, you hear stories whether Zara H&M not paying the factory workers, and you know, so it's kind of shocking that we just keep having these conversations, but um, there are still not enough regulations that. they can get away saying they're recycling and the independent journalists which have approved and they put it out there like the old h&m's recycling just two months back i saw it on dw's at german channel i think and she followed the whole recycling trail and the recycling center said uh, oh no it's impossible to recycle this is this is filled with fossil fuels and more and more fossil it's just plastic right it's like why we, it's difficult to recycle plastic when she followed it it goes to bulgaria sofia and it just becomes like you know scrap for burning so how, how is that recycling and how can somebody get away saying we are recycling when it's actually being shown that it's not recycled or it's ending up in landfills and but it continuously greenwashing and i think that is really sad so initially maybe it started as something good but it's obviously not something good they <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And uh, have you noticed like any changes happening through the space recently? Because I know, I mean, since we met, we've been there's been talks of swapping, there's been talks of thrifting, upcycling, and just wearing what we have. And I feel like in the last year or so, there's been a lot of changes that have happened in the sustainable fashion space. Do you could you maybe comment on like what you've noticed in the last few months what or two a year? I've noticed many things. So I knew somebody who was a hardcore sustainable fashion advocate, and now she's starting her own brand. And I was sh- initially shocked because why make something new even if it's sustainable, right? Uh, so she's using the Lyocell, you know, the newer fabric, right? So Lyocell, I think it's called, is a kind of linen and tensile. Those new age fabrics. I haven't really researched too much about them, but they come under the uh, sustainable category. So and she told me she said you know how much ever we told people they just would keep going to Zara and keep going to um, H&M. So I just thought why not make some make very basic cuts like plain colors or whatever that fabric. Uh, she's like at least give affordable prices and maybe change the mindset. And I mean for me I was like quite surprised when she started that, but it came from her perspective. And and she is right people are not changing from going to Zara H&M for sure. I think. largely in india i'm always shocked in delhi and and that's for me shocking because we talk about uh, fast fashion being a feminist issue women in the global south particularly india like your own country for me i'm seeing these women protest and they're not paid but they're, they're privileged women in my own country to support the system right so uh, and it's not really the queues <laughs> you have to see the queues of zara <laughs> for like uh, sales or whatever it was just uh, still continue so maybe she then i thought maybe she makes sense like you need to create more jobs in the slow fashion space whether it's through swapping or thrifting and that's really not happening because i met another girl who works for mango and i met her for a uh, yoga teacher's training and she's like you know honestly i i don't love my job i need to pay my bills and uh, i'm not having the option of switching right so um, so what i noticed is a lot of different conversations but still i don't know if there enough jobs so i do agree with that girl for starting that brand that's maybe that's what at least in india there needs to be more who genuinely empower artisans or weavers and are genuinely like into you know uh, slow fashion and for me also i feel 
I love thrifting and shopping, but I also feel fashion goes back to the soil. But then I know, so which means like cotton in India has been changed to color cotton, like the olden days. You know, that's pesticide. What, what is organic cotton basically, right? Pesticide free. Or also, they. I was talking to somebody in the textile industry in Mumbai. He was like, "Ask." I was reading an article on hemp, and he was like, "Could hemp replace cotton?" I said, "Hemp is regenerated, so it's one of the best fabrics because it." It absorbs so much extra carbon into the soil, so it is a great fabric. But I don't know if it, on that large scale if it, if it can be placed. Um, so I think uh, there is change in the sense like there's so many. Uh, last month in India, they had made fabric from orange waste. Once again, I don't know how much chemicals are being used in the process. I didn't. I saw the fabric look like satin. This uh, banana silk is being now really coming into a lot more sarees and brands. So I think. that change is happening that more and more uh, newer materials are being discovered and which means you have to produce something new which i'm a little mixed about but i also feel like maybe because you need jobs right <laughs> i think and there has to be some way that the slow fashion industry even if it's producing something new but ideally you know through the renting upcycling model where we can just create that kind of jobs for people from fast fashion to switch that would be the perfect situation but they're still not there Yeah, I 100% agree. It's I also have mixed feelings whenever we're talking about sustainable fashion and somebody's like, "Let's create a new type of fabric or let's create a new product." But for me, my in, my gut feeling is stop. Let's stop creating and let's use what we have. But I understand, you know, like we're talking about freedom of expression, we're talking about jobs, we're talking about finding new more sustainable fabrics to use so it is a it is a very vicious cycle in the fashion world right now <laughs> it's the Absolutely. it's the best terminology the, the i think is i completely feel like fast fashion should, should there should be regulation that there's something got to happen with these fast fashion companies the amount they must produce like really that that change has to come i don't think there's any debate on that now it's slow i mean Because they're literally again giving the wrong message that ninety-five percent of your clothes are probably fossil fuel based or unsustainable, and forty-five percent you you cannot consume your way into sustainable fashion. Okay, you can't just have the sustainable collection. <laughs> they come and buy my sustainable collection. I mean, the messaging itself is obviously wrong when the business model is fundamentally flawed. So, but then when we talk about slow fashion, they're genuine. Again, there has to be regulations. You know what? Speak to small cotton farmers, small scale in India. I mean, it's difficult to get labels, and it's a very complicated thing, you know. And some of them can't even put food on the table. These small scale weavers sitting with one loom in some corner village. I just wish people would support them over going and buying in Zara. You know, for me being an Indian and I travel through the grassroots because we, I mean, we're really lucky. I speak to designers in West Africa. Uh, one lady she's telling me how they've completely lost the indigenous industry because of fast fashion, you know, so cheap and came in and all the landfill. Somehow it started affecting the genuine slow fashion indigenous industry which existed. But India, we still have a chance to revive it. It's still there. But uh, that's why, from an Indian perspective, I think it's very important to empower our weavers and artisans. They form so much of our rural economy. So. Uh, That is very very important for me. The creative dignity and a uh, fair price sharing with them. So I want most low fashion business models to genuinely share profit with them and you know make sarees, weave sarees or whatever that may be. Uh, that is also I think it's very region specific, right? So I'm saying when it comes to in India, I think that I feel there should be focus there. 
Thailand again, it's there, the weaving, but it's still, I feel it's, I don't know if they really revived it. <laughs> yeah, the, the industry in Thailand for slow fashion and for more the, uh, sustainable options, it's still so small in comparison to the mass-produced, mass-consumed items that are available i mean i remember when i've moved to thailand 10 years ago and i would come home on the bts there would be you know clothes and shoes for sale on this on the bts stairs and i would be like oh my god this is amazing imagine how many people yeah, it's happening to <laughs> they're still being shocked at the clothing sales on the bts stairs you know so it is a it is a challenge to resist i mean we're talking about so such a a broad uh, topic because the, it goes so far as to affect all kinds of things like shopping habits and uh, and women's rights and uh, you know the the awareness factors that we have when it comes to what we should do and what we shouldn't do. So on that, yeah, note, it's confusing. <laughs> so do they support the women sitting on the BTS? You know, it's a very 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 it difficult is, question. Yeah. It is really difficult. I, I I actually do have a question. Have you guys seen any change pre COVID and post COVID? for for all of this yeah i, mean, I have I've, yeah. Seen more I've definitely seen more secondhand stores in thailand i think oh wow yeah. okay yeah more secondhand options and also i think uh the consumption consumption levels of many things went down a lot but the thing is is that the consumption levels of clothing might have gone down but other things went up um, you know, I just saw a post, somebody was like asking in one of the girls group, like, oh, I'm so tired of shopping for home decor on Lasada, right? I'm like, well, because this is not the kind of, you know, home decor they should be shopping for in the first place. It's it's not well made. It's, it's going to fall apart. So we have to take an even further step back and think about like consumption habits, right? So <laughs> I think over COVID consumption habits have changed, but some of the energies are just redirected into something else. So yeah. For sure. I do have to say something about Lazada. Lazada is a very misunderstood app. And I think that if people actually know how to utilize it in a, a more beneficial way to other businesses, then they could could do so. Um, I don't think people know how to do that, which is which is the issue. But it should be noted for anybody who's using Lazada, little businesses um, also are on Lazada. So if that's something that you want to go in, there's a filter and you can choose local and you can actually find just your local businesses. So you're not just buying from China. So that's, that's, that's something that people should remember. Yeah. And there are actually some sustainable fashion brands on Lazada also that I've noticed. Cool. We have a guest speaker today. We have a guest speaker. <laughs> Another guest speaker. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, um, yes. So, that's so my dog. <laughs> that's all right. So the other. Um, <laughs> she's excited. Your dog is excited to be here also. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to also ask you about, Varna, is in your, based on your experience and like the knowledge that you've gained over time of working in this, like, you know, being a part of this industry and, and just absorbing it. Because I really feel that's a great word to describe how you got into it. You just like absorbed and just became this figure, right, of, of sustainable fashion. And lots of people know what you're doing and what you promote. Um, we, we really like to talk about actionable tips and tricks when we come to this podcast so could you give us on, from your side and maybe more thailand-based tips and tricks of what you've been doing to have a more sustainable wardrobe 
Okay. I'll tell you what I'm doing, but I also want to tell people, I think certain things came naturally to me because styling comes naturally easily to me. I think it's best to get an image consultant and I think there are, I, I don't know anybody, but I'm sure there will be somebody who can help you understand because a lot of people are just buying stuff they're not wearing. And I know friends who say, oh, I just bought it because of the sale, it's cheap, it doesn't fit me. You know, they just to really understand Oh, your body, what you're going to use and how you can restyle. Maybe some people need guidance for that. For me, all this really, it just came so easily in that one year. Uh, so as I said, that one year when I did the detox, I just started like putting different combinations, doing different things. And whatever I felt I was not really wearing, I would keep it down. And I some of that I used and some of that, you know, I did clear it away. But uh, mostly my focus was just on trying to use what I have. And the other thing I did is there's a thrift store, which luckily it is, on my way to the yoga studio. And I'm saying, luckily, I didn't really need for my younger daughter. It's been two years of only, like, we donate our clothes to that charity store. And I've uh, been just getting, you know, and again, it's luck also, maybe, right? We're going to find a size of clothes and we haven't had to buy anything new. And for undergarments, we researched a brand which is using pencil. And I was a little particular. I was buying Uniqlo earlier and I said, okay, it's just undergarments once a year or once in two years, but I still felt guilty and then I came across one brand and I was really happy. They, they pay fair price, they have the fair price uh, certificate and all of those things. <laughs> so uh, that worked great. And and just like so many things. So sustainability, I just also want to mention both my girls started their period and uh, it's been good. My older ones on a reusable pad and the younger ones on uh, 12 and started early, she's on a reusable underwear. We really wanted to avoid any kind of thing, you know, overall also like uh, landfill pollution, otherwise just not specific to the wardrobe. So anyway, getting back to the wardrobe for me. And then uh, now recently, after so long, I just felt the need, I, like this creative need to do something. So I was actually shocked. I went to Sukumit Taylor, hoping to just get one or two scraps. And I saw the things they were throwing away. And I was like, why are you throwing this away? I kept asking me. They were like lovely trousers. He said, no, we made it short for this lady in America. There's nothing we can do about it. I said, I said, <laughs> I said, oh my God, like, can I buy this? I, I really need it also, but I was like, that's going to, I, I said, yeah, just don't do anything else. He's like, yeah, it's absolutely no use. So, so I don't know how it's going to come out. I've taken, I've taken one scrap and that <laughs> tried to upcycle. That's about me, um, which I didn't really do last year too. I was just trying to really focus on wearing what I have. I didn't. But suddenly I felt this creative urge to kind of, you know, uh, design something, uh, upcycle something. So uh, this is what I've been, what I've learned. And uh, I feel like I really pushed my creative boundaries in that sense because, uh, like, you know, and I've changed. Like today I saw somebody wear something on Instagram. It looked really pretty. I said, oh, this is so pretty. And, uh, but the earlier me would want to buy that. You know, I asked her, I was wondering if it's from a Viva, slow fashion. I just asked her where she got it. And she said, Mintra, Mintra is like this big website. I mean, it is like a lot of Indian brands, but I don't know. They, they, they do have something called Mintra for Earth now. I uh, I don't know. That's what I heard from a slow fashion brand. But Mintra overall sells a lot of stuff. Anyway, so the earlier me would have probably just wanted to buy it. It looks so pretty. But, you know, it's so strange. In the last few years, it's just changed. I mean, I liked it, but okay, maybe I, I just don't need it. So I think when you, I think the detox really helps. It just changes you as a person. For somebody who loves shopping, I can say I'd I just don't like shopping, honestly. I just feel like I don't need it and it's fine. It looks nice to look at it. And, you know, I think it naturally, organically just change and because you understand the whole thing, right? Like how it's made, where it's coming from. And 
and that you really don't need it. And so I think I also been lucky. My older daughter is a minimalist, and I think a number of times she has said, "Mommy, how many clothes do you own? Why do you own?" <laughs> Yeah. I said, "It's all just relax. I'm really trying my best, but she just kind of keeps repeating that. I mean, she is a hardcore minimalist. Can be really like really annoying. Like three sets of clothes, stone. Like literally, it needs to go to a dustbin, and and then she'll be like, uh, and she's wearing for two years, and that also is not new. She's wearing my husband's old uniform, and then my husband's old T-shirt, <laughs> my old shorts. <laughs> I mean, she's like, the, I can't even tell you." So this time in India, I told her, I don't think you need to get like four sets of clothes. That's it. Because when I travel, when we used to travel, it's so difficult. She had these two yeah. really old clothes, and she's washed it and washed it. Yeah. And so hotels, you know, you need at least I told her you need six to seven sets, and that's fine. You just repeat. And it's amazing to hear that she's she's got this minimalist mindset. I'm sure it had come oh, with it because she just hates shopping on. and she hates that whole like you know she's yeah. for her clothes are just something. For comfort, as necessary. Yeah. I don't know. She doesn't look at it as my younger one is a lot like me. But um, uh, fortunately, the thrifting is really worked out, and she's also. Ch- I mean, it's like not like we're thrifting all the time. Only when she really needs, like she outgrows, and I mean, we needed, needed some t-shirts, like just plain t-shirts. I got lucky that I got plain t-shirts, or just plain, because she's twelve. She doesn't want in that thrift store, you know. So, uh, so I feel there is a way out for everybody. Different personalities, like for somebody like me who loves selling, also I think through upcycling, recycling. Thing, you know, doing all this thrifting, um, definitely without buying new fast fashion, you can stay stylish, and that's one thing I've learned. I think in the last one yes, or two years of committing to circular fashion. That is definitely something to keep in mind. So many, I mean, now, you know, thankfully things are changing a lot more now, but many people always think like secondhand is not stylish or how can I be stylish if I'm not staying up to the latest trends? And that's the funny thing. I grew up on secondhand. I mean, I grew up being stylish because of secondhand fashion. So (laughs) it's very, you know, it's all about also changing people's minds and just educating everyone. Absolutely. And I think it's just, I mean, the more I see, there was a recent post I put up. In fact, like I had to go to a school in India in January to just talk on slow fashion. I remember, uh, just my cousin had just given me one of her tops, hand me down, and and I just took that to my mom's cupboard and took a sari, which kind of you know that's what I said. That's what I said. I like to randomly put things around. So it was like this thing normally people wouldn't wear. So when I went to give the talk, I told the students, I said, you mean look at this. It's just something. Somebody gave me this is my mom's sari. I just put it together. Style, you got to own your style, and that you know, don't don't believe that you know you don't have to this thing to consumerism or this fast fashion. What they tell you, what we spoke about earlier, that that you have to buy this to be stylish or you have to do this to be trendy. And I mean that that thinking and that notion has to change. So in fact, the principal of the school was saying one day she's going to introduce like hand me down day where they they all can wear like. From their dad's or mom's wardrobe, and, and try to style it in their own way, and come to school. And I think those conversations are important, you know, just to really talk a lot on circular fashion and how that you don't need to buy something new to be stylish. And it's actually you can actually be far more stylish by trying to find something which already exists through shopping, borrowing, renting. And I think that story is far more cool than just walking into a. I mean, like. I, I went to some. I think the breast cancer event. I wearing my grandmom's sari, and I remember like a lot of uh, people were complimenting the sari. It's a very old vintage kind of sari, and a friend of mine. This is my god. She's like, oh my god, you know, I didn't have a chance to wear. I just went to Zara in the morning and got this dress. But I'm going to start telling everybody it's vintage. And 
just joked and laughed because I, because everybody complimented and I kept saying I kept saying this is my grandma's it's vintage so she was like oh, I think I'm going to start saying it's vintage so I, you know the, the story says why, why I'm trying to say that is because I think she also probably realized you know maybe she could wear her mom's or grandmom's sari she didn't have to go buy that something new from Zara and that probably would have stood out more but the problem is people are not they're not confident enough to do it maybe you know and they're not sure they feel they need to buy something new to stay trendy and that i don't know how to change that mindset in people i think it's just more conversations and awareness yeah it is a, it is an all around uh conversation to be had and it's it's funny i was just and you know i i like to take notes during our sessions and, and to have some content later and uh one of the things i just took from that is like when in doubt just say it's vintage <laughs> I think I think I think that goes a long way, right? Because we, you know, whenever we talk about secondhand fashion, some people are like, "Oh, that's dirty," or "Oh, that's not, that's unhygienic." But as soon as you slap the word vintage on it, everybody's okay with it all of a sudden. So absolutely, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so we can just go with vintage. So, and I have, these I have same people. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just saying the same people who say it's dirty will go to Zara and somebody tried that also 50 times. and it's probably made to exploited labor and that is acceptable to society but then wearing second hand is not you know it's just it's just bizarre you know like so sometimes you break it down explain it to people it is it is and this this is the number one the number one way forward is just continuing to educate people and remind yeah. them of the damage that things have the, the damage that has been done and how we can how we can stop further damage from happening and I, my i'm an extremist when it comes to second hand i say stop making anything new buy second hand only or buy or thrift or swap whatever you just hand me downs i don't care but only second hand um and i you know i came back to the us last in october and and i did go shopping one time with my mom because i was looking for something very specific which you know what guess what i wasn't even happy with it in the long run it was not it was not good quality it just felt like something that somebody else would have you know and i would see them wearing it two days later and it just made me feel bad and then i ended up not wearing it and now look i've created another piece of waste <laughs> in in the world so now i have to find somebody to hand it down to who will actually use it <laughs> yeah the thing is so it's like after seeing i don't remember which documentary it was but after seeing one of the fast fashion documentaries cost, maybe probably i i watched a few um but your idea is not that extreme cuz that is exactly the thought process that i had after i watched that i was like why are we making new stuff why are we yeah. making new stuff <laughs> like yeah. we have well, so there's, much there's and, and, uh, yeah, people are confused they think you know when you say start a you know building a sustainable wardrobe people think go buy sustainable clothes yeah. and then you yeah. build a sustainable wardrobe yeah. so i think i just made that uh, uh, um, you know triangle and i'll share it one of these days so i think there you start is where what you already have this is a 7 year old zara dress so what is it zara right but it's it is something people need to understand i've actually had people ask me like you know i want to be i want to try to be sustainable or, uh, and she's like should i throw away all my plastic bottles and Can you recommend to buy? So I think there is a genuine thing in terms of wardrobe too. Do I need to get rid of all my fast fashion? It, it's a no. I mean, so old Zara H&M dress is far more sustainable than buying a new sustainable dress because it's yeah. something which already exists. And um, so I think the whole thing there, what you already have, then swap. Yeah. Uh, I think men swap, rent, hand yeah. me down, then yeah. dress. 
and you repair. Know, and, Let's not forget about repair. Yeah, I said Mendia repair. Oh, and then right sorry, on, sorry, I didn't yeah. hear that one. <laughs> yeah. And right on top by sustainable, yes. But that yeah. is, you know, obviously that is one option too, but the, you have to look at the whole uh, triangle and how it works. So I think it's very important to follow that when you're building a sustainable wardrobe. And, and that's where the education needs to start, that you don't need to buy. People say sustainable fashion is expensive. I said, don't shock <laughs> Yeah. I know you really need something. You know, maybe, maybe, it, maybe what it comes down to is now instead of saying people uh, uh, have a sustainable wardrobe, we could say how to practice maintaining sustainable behaviors when it comes to your wardrobe. I mean, if we have to break it down for people, yes. <laughs> you yes. know, yes. if we're saying yes. sustainable wardrobe and they're going out and shopping for sustainable fashion, which I've seen happen, people are like, "Oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be sustainable," and they're gonna go and buy all the sustainable fabric. <laughs> And they're gonna throw away or, give away oh, all their stuff. or something even more funny. Like, I think you told me, or uh, uh, someone told me, so for the swap, people bring all their sheen which they wear once or twice, once or whatever, and they feel they're doing this great sustainable habit by swapping it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, the the, bo the bottom line is that we need to just use what we have. So I have yes. I have a very um, a question that I've been meaning to ask since the since you mentioned this word when you meant when you mentioned detox before. What do you mean by the detox? Can you give a little like a plan? Like, what did you do to detox exactly, and what how can other people do that? So what I thought was I know that one year was like, but then. I'm just going to say something else too. So when I said plant, when I decided to go plant-based too, I just, I said one year in my head, but I also said I'll go with the flow. You know, I, just, I don't want to be like crazy hardcore on my head and that works for me. So same thing when I said detox from buying anything new, uh, it was ideally in my head one year, but I said let's do three months, six months goes. And it did go for eight months. And the only new was I, I ended up going to Chiang Mai and I got lost and I found this really tiny village. I still don't know the name. And there was an old lady sitting and weaving. I bought a scarf from her, you know, I mean, I, I was like, I didn't, but I didn't, I was feeling guilty too, but I really just felt like I had to buy something from her also. And anyway, there's a zero carbon footprint because I was already there. But anyway, eight months of really not buying anything and then that happened. And then again, the rest of the year, I really did. So uh, for me, uh, so, what was your question? How did that happen? How was it? Is yeah, that what, what, what is the yeah? What does a detox look like? Uh, because the my my follow up question is is you know we we say don't shop, we say don't consume, but when you go to the store, when you go see something nice and shiny in the store that you really want to buy, how do you stop yourself from doing that? So I feel like so I didn't go detox, to any store, okay. I, but even when I saw so many things on social media, I was okay, and I I and I told myself, wow, this is the first time in my life I'm actually putting my yoga to really good use yoga mindfulness. I've never I'm not you know because I've always loved shopping, like I said, and I. I suddenly felt here I'm getting this chance to really test my mind, the power of the mind, the strength of the mind. And uh, and that, that made me feel good. Once I was three months, I said, wow, I, you know, uh, this is amazing. I can, do, I can actually do this. And I have so many clothes, like my daughter kept saying, <laughs> enough to wear for a lifetime. <laughs> in my case, I just felt like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I shouldn't be really shopping in any case. So uh, and it was fun, actually, putting, I remember, again, Yes, December 2020, it was a fashion revolution swap. And I met Maria, she's, I think, ex-Miss Maria uh, 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 in Thailand. And it was really old, like eight-year-old skirt, 
with like an old top and she complimented her skirt and, and all that made me feel so happy and then immediately I said see this is what I want to prove to myself you can be 8 years 9 years and you put it together and you can be stylish so I would you know anybody said any compliment anywhere in the road and I would be randomly <laughs> telling them because I was going through this experiment and the universe was actually uh, giving me those compliments in different forms which worked for me as I said the vintage sari that also is 2020 December So all that happened in that year. That's why I guess I specifically remember those compliments because I was really, uh, as I said, even though I was not into fast fashion halls or any of that, I always felt like, okay, it's an event. I need to go get something in here. You know, I was one of those people uh, uh, googling what is in trend and need to look trendy, <laughs> all of that. And then I was attending events in these age-old vintage clothes or whatever on upcycle. Just old skirt and old skirt was from platinum and I just put it together with another old top and um, you know uh, even that it's just that's what for me it was just stressing the sense of the mind and and I guess going out and when people are complimenting I think the whole feeling that yeah I don't have to this is all old stuff I don't have to buy something new to be stylish and that really made me far more confident that I will continue this and it just made me more creative and anything Then of course, even my husband started following. He used to love going to Zara H and M, and then when his jeans were really torn, and I said, uh, "Why don't you just go buy something new?" He said, "Oh, I thought that was against the rules of the house." You did good work, Afarna. You did it. You made you made it. Uh, <laughs> even your husband understand. Yeah, That's the most important yeah, thing. That, that was yeah. Even with the single plastic lot of change, we meant we did the mending. Or I, I mean, yeah. The tailor, I took it. I thought I'll try it myself, but you know, I mean, it's reasonable compared to California. Something to get something with it. You know, there's so many tailors sitting there; they can also make some money. So there are all these old clothes there as a kid. So that I mean, really, yeah, that's what that's what I learned. I think it's like food, right? If you decide to go, it's just set to the mind. Like anything, you make a decision. Uh, you just everybody works differently. I didn't go to Zara anything. I don't. I'm, I feel I could even walk through that and not pick up. I I really feel I'm there mentally now. So I I think it's really just testing your mind. I think if you put your mind to something, whatever it may be, it's achievable. Yes, a hundred percent. I think uh, this is a this is the best way to approach. Uh, and for me, the difficult is flat. I still love going to platinum. I don't know once a month. Now it's been for yeah. enough two years. I was like, should I just go to them? I just love going there, you know. It made me happy, and I don't. But that's what, right? You you yeah. you think that makes you happy. I don't know what it was. Just I never end up buying two three things a month, still, right? Yeah. And that's still adding up. For that was a real challenge. So I haven't been to platinum, and I just I think develop different habits. Now I'm just trying to figure out what are the different habits. Maybe writing more, uh, putting my creativity into different things, and I felt the need to go do something. Just. Uh, Uh, you know, just kind of shifting that creativity in any form could be towards cooking something new, towards baking, or towards writing, researching for new articles, new topics. So just shifting the creativity uh, and the need to buy something new in a different direction. Uh, I think that also really helped me. Yes, definitely. I think that's that's fantastic. Actually, uh, you made me think of something funny when you mentioned about going to platinum. I uh, when I started my swapping when I started my swapping journey in in Bangkok, I used to just to, I just loved to go to H and M just to go see the things and touch the things. But I always had this funny thought of like, oh my, nobody that that knows that I'm the swap lady sees me in shopping at H and M. Oh no, I busted. <laughs> And I, 
thinking walking around platinum and then i see you there one day i'm like aparna <laughs> what are you doing here <laughs> ஒரு <laughs> <laughs> you know not master producing maybe but the fabric might still be master producing so i i'm just confused at what level you stop for other people like for me maybe i, I decided to just go extreme right but for everybody that may not be the easier part they might still want to shop but want to know where to shop i am really not sure about that okay well i think uh i lo- i love what you said about like it everything is really just the power of the mind and uh, clearly we have a lot of work to do to to make life better <laughs> in the fashion I think, world i think that the the main for me the main takeaway of this is is you know you know we have to uh, for me personally look at our addictions which is something that i look into quite a lot and i'm not going to lie spending money makes me happy <laughs> i make it to spend it but i think i think we do need to be conscious on 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 where we are spending our money now um especially now like there's there's no excuse for it anymore quite honestly now now all the styles are back in trend if if you want something you should be able to find it will it be more difficult to find yes it will but also it will mean more once you find it you know so i i think the mentality thing is is a huge thing to hear for me today quite honestly of like why are you spending why are you buying in the first place do you need this or do you want this and i'm pretty sure 90% of the time it's you want it and that's okay but i don't know there's something about being selfless while shopping that puts more more worth into what you're buying also so i i don't I know that's what i took away from yeah. it <laughs> No, no, to buy good quality today a girl uh, there's this very unique weave i think kashmir i don't know how exp- those go very expensive also and she's like oh i'm so happy i saved it to buy this into me into buying this polyester cheap copies and all to put up a story and i said yeah that's good and i just wish more people could do that you paid the weaver what he deserved and that's a uh you know just buy less choose well Yeah. and do the other stuff thrifting shopping yeah like like you said very putting the money i mean if you really want to if you want to spend i'm sure there are a lot of good places you can spend that. there are that's the thing so when i when i um when i discovered home of grace which is now a second hand um clothing store i was like iffy about it and stuff and when i went i found I have very rare size feet for Thailand and I found the most impeccable pair of coach boots in my size second hand for like 300 baht. Hello. Oh, really? oh my god. Where yeah, is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is at Home of Grace. It's a it's actually a oh, women's charity. Um they they oh, have really? a few Facebook? Yeah. They have a few products online. um sometimes but it's usually better to go in and just dig and have a day there um during covid please do make sure that they are open but um yeah I, ever since i met them and met jess 
I've, I've, yeah, I've really appreciated finding those things. No, brother, so there's a place you can go. The people go donate their stuff, and then you can buy. Is it, is it like that? Yes, yes, yeah. So this is called Home of Grace, but it's also and where, a where, where exactly too. is it? Uh, this is in Watdan Samlong. So it's around like in between Sinakarin and Bangna. Uh, we okay. can post the link on, it, on, our, on our social media for sure. sure. Yeah. The place I support is also a charity. And uh, I mean, yes, I'm sure they, I think they had coach once and some sneakers, which I didn't, and somebody, I don't know how much it was. Yeah, right. You, there are things like this which might come in and uh, you might get lucky. And before going to Delhi, it was like this little bit of a, I, I had like, very heavy winter coats and I was like, oh my God. And we got me and my kids, I was really lucky in the thrift store because I just wanted these light coats and I was like, I had to just be okay with any color. But I thought you must see this it. actually yellow and I think it was for some corporate company, but it is so easy to put the logo inside the pocket. It's a really cool shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's only exactly. a compliment it because it, it didn't look like it was for some corporate the logo. It's a flap had the logo and I could just flip that in. And the yellow yeah. jacket looks really cool. And it like throughout Delhi winters, I wore it. <laughs> exactly. It's it's those little things, and I will never forget those sh those shoes. Now, quite honestly, <laughs> I will never forget them because that was like my find. That was like my holy grail. I love them to death. Anyway, that's my little story. I want to thank you guys so much for this. I've learned a lot. I hope people who get to listen to this definitely learn a lot from it. Um, I always think I know around about what this topic is about. And then every time we talk to a new speaker, I learn something new about it. So I really do appreciate both of you for this. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very layered uh, topic and it goes so very. much beyond just, just the fashion yeah. choices that we make. It's, it's everything. It's, it's, it's the jobs, it's uh, the mindset, it's the damage, it's awareness, it's education. It's, it's, it's a climate really change, it's feminism. Exactly. <laughs> so much links so to everything. Much. Yeah, exactly. It's Exploitation, very, very colonialism. <laughs> it's just like, just every, the topic can go on, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Part two. Part two. Part two. <laughs> For sure. So, Aparna, uh, this is your IG, correct? So you can um, contact Aparna on IG at Stylish Suitcase. And uh, what can they find sure, on your yes. IG? So it's just a combination of I don't really plan or overthink my content, and that's what I like about Instagram. Uh, I think that you know it's not. So it's just it's just what I do. Uh, you know, my wardrobe, uh, so I just share different aspects of like the thrifting, where I pick it up and how you can restyle, rewear. I think I just write a lot in my uh, captions on slow fashion. You know, I think it's just, all it's always flowing out of me. <laughs> I need to stop. I love it. <laughs> so I just keep, uh, keep writing different things. And I just hope, uh, for me, I want to uh, make people believe that uh, they can be stylish without, uh, you know, over-consuming of, like this whole thing of consumerism trends which is just driven by the fast fashion industry i just want people to realize that and that's what i do on my feed that it can be extremely stylish by committing to circular fashion in fact it can be more stylish because it pushes their creativity to find new things upcycle recycle and it is such an amazing journey because you would tap into so many different creative aspects of yourself and i just share my journey and how maybe you know people can try different things what I do and that's what they'll probably find on my Instagram so now I'm also like my yoga and I've been trying a plant-based diet so a little bit of a mix of everything but largely I think it just uh, kind of focuses on you know, climate science and 
what we as individuals can do really i've been composting and so all the small lifestyle changes like how you can live this in a in a urban life like you don't have to go to the cave or anything how we can all we all have the power to make choices and to make the right choice as consumers and what considered consumer activism so you don't need to go for you know you don't go uh, have to go uh, strike somewhere or take time out to go do something but just in your own lifestyle from morning to night we consume right whether it's a tea we start our day with a tea or whether we whatever we do right like the food we eat three times a day can we switch to more local and um, you know um, local healthy smaller supply chains or what so i think everything i've experimented it's just it's something i'm enjoying like happy grocers i love i don't know if you heard about them i love what they do they empowering farmers in thailand and i love that kind of a uh, social enterprise kind of business models right and there's so many i think uh, monsoon tea the tea i drink I, it's tea grown in biodiversity very few tea is grown like that i actually met the farmers i literally touched the soil where it's grown it's so much biodiversity with pomelos and bananas and literally everything and they doing reforestation in northern thailand and of course they want to make profit right i i i'm not against this whole thing i think i i really want these companies to make a lot of profit because that's how they can give back to the farmers you know so i feel but this business model says it's uh, equal like you know um, profit sharing or this fair price and taking care of the farmers taking care of the weavers and there so many people trying to do that i just hope more of us can just support that take some effort to research and understand that they're genuine but once you and un- un- i try to share that and none of those are really sponsored like i buy my monsoon tea every month i buy from them or whatever happy grocers i buy from her and she asked me like she said to do me a favor promote like I, I, it's not they're not sponsored they're all the small you know this small brands are, are which i genuinely support because i researched and found them and i That's started great. buying from them so we, just, we are oh, we are all for honest i instagrams for sure i i think yeah. I, yeah. i could speak for everyone to say that we're kind of sick of seeing not honest reviews and and this is i myself in soko bangkok soko yeah yeah and uh, bangkok soko pra incident which is ukrainian and i just yeah. messaged her today morning or uh, because she's you know up so but i love it again near my house easy to go i mean she, she's so passionate about making her soaps and all yeah. those things she, you know like I, i i genuinely see the passion in her yeah. for what she does and the whole recycling program she has and you know her commitment to sustainability which she's trying to use more bottles which also explain like why all the time can't be bottle whatever anyway the whole business yeah. model something i i genuinely uh, uh, you know love so i think come morning i can say like zero waste bangkok i think Uh, Jess, did you tell me about Zero Waste Bangkok? I don't know what maybe, but uh, to just support small local brands who are, you know, who may not have these big marketing budgets, but they're just doing such amazing job and helping people at the grassroots level. And as individuals, why not just spend our money? That that is the on them. So that's yeah. just what I really talk about on my Instagram to just tell that. people to really. Thank you. A part of the, that's a great note to end on. Quite honestly, well. The takeaway from that is we need to follow Parna's IG <laughs> because um, I'm a huge fan of most of those apps, and and you know there's always new ones coming out, and it's it's hard to keep up with, you know what's what's going on and and which ones are still around and which ones aren't, and you know people are setting up marketing for a small business is not easy, and to keep it consistent is not no. easy either, and and to 
to trust that Facebook and IG will keep you relevant within their algorithm is not going to happen. So we do always need to be very, very, reminded of this, yes. you know. Uh, you know, like just sure. one last point that I want, like, I mean, very few, like, even in terms of collaboration, very few I take up inside this recent plant base. Uh, oh, they're doing amazing. But when this, uh, you know, CEO, the co-founder called, first thing I said is, I'm going to detox. I'm going to two, three years since I even bought a new bag. And I just don't think I, you know, I'm really in this zone where I don't need anything new. But there are a lot of times I think that these really small brands need help. And I'm often confused. There's yeah. something I've written about, if they're Khadi and they genuinely leaves. So in her case, she's, got so many certificates and, and she's so passionate about climate change and she's working only with plant-based leather, not vegan leather. There's a big difference, right? So cork or anything and 100% committed to circularity in her design. The inside is like from some zero waste, the fabric she's getting, the whole yeah. thing. And like, but I love the idea. She said, okay, you sleep through it. I know I just don't want to send you something also where you're just shooting and I want to see you use it. I want to see you enjoy it if that's what you feel. I said, yeah, and then uh, after separate happened to go on our website, and I just kind of loved, 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 like, you know, like, something just caught my attention. It's funny, I keep telling her, like, I said, no, and now this is the bag I'm using all the, my, my daughter's like, don't you have any other bag? <laughs> I don't know. I, I said no to them, but I just, I just love the story of how yeah. passionate, like, you know, and I just felt like I wanted to own that then, I mean, of and that offer came to me. Uh, you know, so it's just beautiful to, that's the only thing when I'm genuinely convinced, uh, that's the only thing I really do. And it has to be sustainable for me. I get annoyed when people come with this whole vegan, vegan, vegan. I follow yeah. a plant-based diet, but it is like, is it sustainable? Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. A plastic bag is, plastic bag is vegan. So thank you. Yeah, that's true. That's a whole other conversation though. We could do another yeah. hour on that itself. <laughs> Aparna, I want to say a big, huge thank you so, so, thank so much you. for joining us. I, know. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. I know time is Thank you so much for yes, having thank me you. on. Thank you. Definitely we'll have to thank have a, deep, a deeper session next time. And there's, there's sure. so many more things to talk about. So, yeah. yes, thank you so much. Um, just a quick uh, closeout. Um, we have some ex exciting uh, events coming up for the rest of March. So please do, everyone that's listening, check up on our Instagram, Facebook, and you can see what we have going on. It's International Women's Day next week. So we have a very um, exciting guest joining us to talk about her project called Hear My Voice that is connecting women all around the world in many different ways with many different programs. Um, and at the end of the month, we're joined with uh, Shalini, who's going to be uh, talking about her book that she's launching called Instant Pain Relief. So we're very excited and girl power. <laughs> that's all I'm, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> all right, ladies. Girl power in sustainable fashion. <laughs> have a great night. Thank All right. you so much. Thank you, Aparna. Night, Thank guys. you. Bye-bye.